Hi there and welcome to podcast number eight. I can't believe we've done eight of these. Can you, Paul? No, already. I know, already? it's great. It's, um, I think it's an achievement. I really do. Yeah. And you're getting over a cold still. Yes, I'm still getting over a cold. I've got a blocked nostril, so I will be trying not to cough, especially as it will make a big noise in your headphones won't it well it will yeah and i don't think that's very nice no actually it's quite disgusting actually and i've skirted around it i haven't had a cold this season and it i don't know why but i guess my immunity must be quite good at the moment it's all that good food that we're eating from the plot well i think it is i think you i think we both sort of see as many people now though don't we because you you're at work and you see people at work and then i go shopping and things and i see people in the shop so it's not as if each of us is seeing fewer or one of us is seeing fewer people than the other because i think a lot of it gets picked up from other people doesn't it well i think also it's public transport as well because you know you sit on public transport and you are listening to people coughing and sneezing especially on the flight the other day um, from Guernsey. There was a lot of spluttering, wasn't there? Was there was a lot of coughing and spluttering, and you just think, oh, I'm going to breathe these people's germs in. But I guess if your immune system is good, um, you know, you, you fight those things off. So let's hope that's the case for me. I hope so. But we've both had our flu jabs, which I think we've probably mentioned before, which I think re- is really important, especially if you're, you know, working with vulnerable people who might have, you know underlying illnesses that Mm. the flu could really badly affect yeah you know i think it's really selfish of people who work in in care not to have that protection of the flu jab because it does work no matter what people say no matter what rubbish you hear on the internet i'm sorry but it is effective they wouldn't do it if it wasn't effective because it costs them a lot of money and if you're a, a care worker or a social worker in the UK working with vulnerable adults and, and children, is that something you have to pay for or, or do you get that no, free? You, you get it free. Right. Well, that's good, isn't it? And you're entitled to it, you know. I mean, that's what the nurse said to us when we had ours. Mm. You know, I get it because, you know, it's a priority for people that work in, in social care, especially frontline people. Yeah, and of course you see everybody who literally walks in the door, don't you? I do, and I do get coughed on. Yeah. Yeah. Won't go into that. So anyway, the weather's cleared up a little bit, just looking out the window. It started to get a bit brighter. Well, I hope it continues. It was like this yesterday, wasn't it? Where it was really quite lovely in the morning, but in the afternoon it really dipped down to being quite grey and quite cloudy. Well, I think it, it was quite wet overnight. I think it was very wet overnight. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's one of the issues that I know I need to just deal with getting down to the plot and doing things because under your feet, it's quite wet at the plot. It's quite muddy, but it's certainly not a quagmire. And I need to get down there. I'm hoping that after this podcast is released, um, that's going to be my my time to do a few things because I shouldn't have any ads to book for clients or significant work to do for clients. So I should be able to get down the plot and sort things that I haven't sorted in the last two or three weeks. Well, you won't be doing it after the podcast's released because that'll be Friday evening. Paul. No, but I, I mean sort of you're going to be at work on, on Monday and Tuesday and I'll be able to get down to the plot hopefully for a couple of hours over the weekend and on Monday and Tuesday. That's that's sort of what I mean. Oh. I don't need to be at my desk on Monday or Tuesday. Well, at least I don't need to be at my desk with what I've got planned at the moment anyway. Mm. Yeah, I'm working right up to the end of Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock. They never let us leave early because I work for a critical service. So we have to, you know, be there until the bitter end, if you like. We never get let home early, which I think is good. You know, I mean, you've got to be there for people that, that need that service. So uh, that's good. But anyway, let's move on because otherwise we're just waffling. So the weather's been wet but it's cleared up a little bit today. We were in Guernsey last week. 
、yeah. for a couple of days, and it was very, very windy. We couldn't believe the wind. It was whis- literally whistling into the windows, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> there, and there was quite a lot of creaking because where Mum is, there's some sort of balconies, big wooden balconies above her, and there's quite a bit of creaking that goes on. It's all safe and everything, but、um, you could hear that, couldn't you? You could, and it was. I mean, it was literally whistling because where your mum is, it's right on the virtually on the seafront. I mean, you've got the sea wall. And then you've got a sort of area of gravel, and then you've got the footpath, and then you've got the road, and then you've got the garden in front of your mum's building, and then your mum's patio. So it's right there. So it bears the full brunt of the weather, and the waves. And the waves were coming over the wall,、um, which was quite fun. To it、see. was a、um, what we call a spring tide,、um, even though it's not spring. It was a very high tide. I think it was nine point one meters、um, high, which is pretty pretty high. So there was lots of water coming over, and with the wind, that was just sort of blowing the wave as it crashed against the sea wall, right up, and then a- across the road. And it always amazes me how people leave their cars parked there because the amount of debris that comes up from the sea, from the seabed onto the The road is is quite incredible. I mean, it's got the ability to crack a window. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about stones here, not well, just yeah, sort of bits of wood. Yeah, yeah,、well, yeah. Of course, I'm talking about stones. What would I be talking about? Well, bits of wood. That's what I mean. It, it's、oh, yeah. it is it does actually throw stones up. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. Stones and shale and you know bits of seaweed. Your mum's had seaweed on her patio. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it does travel. It's quite incredible, and I find it really odd when you see pictures of、um, people stood on piers and things when big waves are coming over, as though it's fun. It's not going to be fun if you get hit in the head with a boulder. No, no, and it can be very dangerous because, of course, as the wave crashes, the wash as it goes back into the sea can easily drag people down. Yeah, of course, people don't understand the power of. The water, the sea water, and the power of the wind. I mean, I walked out on that walkway,、um, taking photographs, and I was thinking to myself, "Don't go too far, because the wind's whipping up. You、mm. never know which direction it's going to whip, and it could easily push you off into the sea." And I didn't want to kill my camera. No, no, no. I didn't. No. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? So, if you want to see pictures of winter sea views from Guernsey, have a look at Facebook, Richard and Paul, and also our Facebook group, Planet Vegetaria. That's Richard and Paul since two thousand and seventeen. That's contractual. It is. We did、me. get a parcel the other day, didn't we? That said, Richard and Paul in brackets. That's contractual. We did. That was such fun, and and actually, let's take this opportunity at this point to say thank you to the people who have sent us Christmas cards and gifts. It's really lovely of you. We don't want any more gifts, please. Don't send us anything else.、Um, we've had a couple of、um, financial gifts as well, which have been absolutely wonderful and lovely. Mm. Mm. And you know, any money that you do decide to send to us through PayPal gets poured back into our business, which is Richard and Paul.、Um, you know, so it's enabling us to to buy a few bits and pieces that we need to continue to, you know, produce podcasts and videos for you.、Um, one of them, to be honest, is the computer. I know we've talked about it before. But we're really desperate to get a new computer, and we haven't had chance to to properly look for the model that we want because we don't want to spend too much money. But also, we want to get something that is、um, going to last for a little while, and also is much superior to what we have at the moment. Because there's no you were looking at the different spec the other day of or the spec of what we have to make sure that anything else we look at is better. Yeah, because when I bought this computer, it was pretty high spec at the time,、mm. and that was eight years ago. So That's a long time it is, and it's it's done really well, and it still is doing okay. But it's become unpredictable, as computers tend to do, I find over time. 
um, and annoyingly so. It will literally decide to freeze and crash at the most inopportune moments, like when you're recording a podcast or making a video or something. Um, so it's becoming unreliable and, you know, it will have to, yeah, anyway, that's a whole other area. So, Paul, we're racing towards the solstice now. Yep, just a few days. I mean, literally a few days. And then we're in a holding pattern where the days are sort of of equal length or the days stay the same, I mean. And then the nights start drawing out again. That's right. The solstice in the Northern Hemisphere is the 22nd of December at 4.19am. Wow. Mm. So it is a specific time then. Yeah. When it reaches that, whatever the word is, zenith, zenith, I suppose, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the technical words are. I'm sure somebody will correct us. Um, But yeah, but you know, the, the nights may start to get lighter. But as most of us know, the long slog of winter has yet to begin. Yeah. Really. I mean, you know, the slog towards March when things really start to improve, um, it, it can feel like a long old time, can't it? Why is that? Is that just because we've had all the sort of festivities building up to the end of year? And Well, I think the thing is, I mean, if you look at all the areas of that, you've got early payment of most people before yeah. Christmas. So yeah. you get an early wage packet, don't you, before Christmas? Because my pay... Um, date falls on the 26th which is boxing day so they're going to pay us like next week early next week and then you've got to wait until the end of january for your next pay packet so you've got five or five and a half possibly six weeks exactly that seems to take forever and you know the lightning of the nights seems to take quite a lot of time because i guess we have fairly bad weather so the days will seem dim anyway yeah, there were some days last week, at the beginning of last week, where I really felt as though at three o'clock in the afternoon, the, the day had gone because it was so wet and the clouds were so dark. Yeah, I mean, there have been some really, really dark days at the moment. I mean, it's just felt as though it's not got light. And I tell you, for me at work, we've had this film put on our windows for the summer to cut down on the glare because it gets really, really hot. And in the winter, it's not so great because it cuts down on the light. So it's felt even darker at work. And um, the days have felt really, really dim. But I guess, you know, we also get a lot of the bad weather in January and February, don't we? Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the, I suppose that's why the months feel longer. I mean, the the, the dark days of winter are in my mind, sort of right at the end of December and then January into early February. Mm, Absolutely. And for me, it's that sort of, you know, I don't know, it's that run now up until the um, equinox, isn't it, in March. March. So the spring equinox where kind of spring begins. And mind you, having said all of that, Last February, didn't we have a week of really nice weather in February, or was it the year before? It was, well, the year before we had some really nice weather at the end of January and beginning of February. Then we had the beast from the east at the beginning Uh, of March that brought us snow. Yes, that's right. And you see, I don't mind snow. I love snow. I mean, I know people get it really bad in Canada and, you know, parts of America, Um but I love it. I mean, you know, I oh, I love snow. And the thing I like about it, and I posted something on um, Planet Vegetarian the other day, is the, the sound, it changes the sound. It muffles it. Yeah, the city becomes quieter. And it's the only time that London actually looks clean when it's covered in snow. Fresh snow. Fre- well, yeah, of course, I'm talking about fresh snow. And, of course, the day after... It all turns to slush. slush. Um, And if you want to listen to a fun poem about snow, go and look at the beginning of our YouTube videos. Go right back to 2017 
and um, I did a <laughs> a poem about snow, snow in London, and Londoners' inability to cope with it because they're not used to it down here. They didn't grow up with snow every winter like we did as kids in the northwest, um, having to learn how to walk and balance and slide. Um, Londoners just fall over. They do. Yeah. I thought, well, coming from Guernsey, where we really didn't have snow, I think they're in my youth up to about the age of 18, 20, there must have only been a couple of winters where we had snow and mm. none particularly bad. And I still find now if we need to drive when it's icy that those those early driving skills that you do learn as a young driver I was earning much earning I was learning much later so I still don't like driving in in snow or ice now mm, I mean you can't break hard no you can't no. break hard uh, otherwise you've had it I did have a car once didn't I a, a, a quite a big car Mercedes that I had to go to work and it was um, about an hour's drive away and the motorway was shut at a certain point. So I had to come off earlier than I'd anticipated. And I was going through some lanes and all of a sudden the car said something like, remove your hands from the wheel. The car has taken control of the steering. Remove your hands from the wheel. The car has taken control of the steering. And literally the car was steering itself. Um, to a stop mm. right at the end of a very um, small lane as well but anyway I got to work and I got home so that was fine well I mean you didn't even know that feature existed on that car it was top tasty that car though it was it was a lovely so, car you know, and we we only got it by default so yeah. anyway yeah. let's not talk about cars no we've talked about them before you know our plans to hire cars and things so that's what we're going to do yeah um so, I mean, you know, winter and weather. Well, the sun's coming out again. I fed mm. the birds this morning. I threw some seed out to them because I thought it was feeling cold. Did and they I, flutter in and say thank you? They did. And there's pigeons out there now pecking away at the lawn because I threw it all over the lawn because they like to feed from the ground. The big fat see, pigeons The big do. fat pigeons. Yeah. Um, so it's time, you know, it's time to hunker down and watch TV, really, and try not to eat too much chocolate, which yeah. I have done already. Well, we did mm. um, open a few presents when we were with Mum, didn't we? Or quite a few presents. We did. Actually, some from last year, which we never opened, and some from this year. Mm. And a few of them were chocolates, weren't they, Richard? Yeah, I'm going to have to confess, I... Um, actually, at this well, at this time of year, I usually do struggle with an addiction to chocolate, and I'm not joking. I'm really not joking. We've had chocolate at work as well, and I can literally put a handful of chocolates on the desk and wade through them whilst I'm working. And I did do this week. I made a real dent in a box of roses. And for those of you who don't know what roses are, they're a uh, a, a box of chocolates a that brand are, a brand of chocolates by Cadbury and they're various different centers um, all you know individually wrapped and believe you me I can make a dent in a box of roses quite easily we always had roses or quality street when we were kids we used to have quality street quality street again is a brand of of chocolates individually wrapped soft centers caramels and toffees toffees and all of those kind all of things his face he's, he's getting all excited oh my now God, i just love them all but those uh, tins of quality street are much smaller than they used to oh, be they are and they, they, are. they literally are because i saw someone on on um facebook the other day showing the size of a quality street tin when he was four, which was in 1976, and the size of the standard quality street tin now, and it was half the height. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my granny always got quality street, um, and my mum always got roses, and we were kind of rationed them. You know, we were told you can have two and then put, you know, put the tin away. Um, but... It's just, I don't know. Did you sneak in and... Yeah, and... of course I did. Of course I did. 
and then you'd have to hide you'd have to make sure that your sweet wrappers didn't go into the waste paper bin otherwise she'd know that you'd have to put them in the bin in the kitchen but yeah I've always been mad on chocolate absolutely mad on chocolate and I don't know it's just the allure of all the shiny wrappers the golds and the purples and you know all your favorite ones and you can just sort of and t- my mouth's actually watering yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, I can see it. that. He's drooling. He's dribbling. I'm not drooling at all. <laughs> I've kept the spittle inside my mouth. Thank you very much. But no, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it literally is an addiction. It becomes compulsive. It literally does. So what we've had to do is the several boxes of Lindor. Orange. Orange. Which and, I don't like. Well, I love. And the Terry's chocolate oranges. Which I don't like which I love, have had to be put away in a cupboard because otherwise I will literally wade through them. I can do a family Toblerone in half an hour quite easily and not feel sick. That's the problem. Mm. Have they gone back to fully chunked now? I don't know. We've not had one and Mm. I don't want one. Don't send me one. I'm going to go to the um, duty-free and get you a yard-long Toblerone. No, you're not. No, I'm not, because we're not going through duty-free. No. But, I mean, you know, I can do a family uh, fruit and nut quite easily. What? One of those big bars? Oh, yeah. Easily. And not feel ill. That's the problem. I I wouldn't mind if I had sort of several pieces and thought, oh, God, I'm going to vomit. But you love Cadbury caramel, don't you? You know what? I love any chocolate. And the thing is, I'm the kind of person that will eat the ones that nobody else wants. No problem. Even, oh, if, right. I don't, even if I don't like them. Right. There right. used to be one called Praline Parfait or something in um, one of the one chocolate of boxes. And they'd always get left in the bottom. And I'd just wade through them. I learned to love the ones that nobody else liked. Just so I could eat them. Very good. That that's 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 something special, isn't it? And I'd even eat the cheap chocolate. What do you, you know? Mean those the cheap chocolate, those chocolate pennies. You know the oh, chocolate yeah, pennies. Yeah. You get a bag of golden pennies. Yeah, coins. And yeah, and it's usually made out of some cheap chocolate. I'd eat those as well. Dad used to call them dog chocolates. Well, yeah, not I, because they were chocolates for dogs, because you need to get special chocolate for dogs if you're going to feed dogs chocolate. But he just said they were horrible. I would eat the dog chocolates as well. Right. Quite easily. I think one of them, I'm not sure, I think it's Quality Street, but I may be wrong. The wrappers are not plastic. They're made of starch or something and have been for decades. It's not Quality Street. Quality Street have a variety of different wrappers. They've got foil well they used to i've not had quality street for a while but if quality street would like to send me a free box i don't mind um but anyway don't you want a tin this is not a paid promotion yeah i'd like a tin a large tin a reusable (laughs) tin (laughs) because they they were quite nice I, i often wondered i wonder what quality street would actually look like as in the street Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think they did do an advert what with a sort of Dickensian or Edwardian maybe mm. street yeah. with Quality Street showing yeah. its heritage. Yeah. Was it uh, was it uh, was Quality Street Bourneville or Cadbury? I I assume they were Quakers. Mm, Quality Street I think is is it Nestlé now? Well, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, Nestle certainly aren't Quakers. There are other brands of chocolate available. Mm. I mean, it's not even chocolate, Cadbury's. I mean, it's not supposed to be classed as chocolate. There was a campaign, wasn't there, at one point to say it couldn't be called chocolate. It would have to be called vegulate. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Because it didn't contain enough cocoa Cocoa solids. solids. But anyway, it's divine anyway. (laughs) Great. I'm getting hungry now. Is it lunchtime yet? You did say, that just before we started this podcast, you said, oh, are we going to have lunch? And I, I said, it was it's later. not lunchtime yet. I thought it was later. I don't know what's wrong with me at the moment. I just feel constantly hungry. I'm sure it's not a medical condition, but I'm, I'm just feeling, I don't know, whenever I eat, I could just eat it again. 
you know. And welcome to my world. Well, yeah. I know, and it, I, but I think I've always been this way, and that's probably why I'm putting on weight. I'm trying to lose weight at the moment. Well, we both are. I've got to lose a stone by March. I've agreed that with my doctor. Mm. So, you know, I've really got to try. That's why I've put the chocolates away. And that's why we are not going to be having parsnips in Gruyere on Christmas Day, because it's far too calorific. We decided that this morning. We did. Mm. Because we just can't afford to do it. We can't afford to have all these hugely fattening things anymore. And that's why we've cut out cheese. We've cut out most of the dairy. And... I can't eat any more chocolates. And if I do, I'm going to have to ration myself. Mm. You know, one slice of um, Terry's chocolate orange, one segment. I thought you were going to say one Terry's chocolate orange. Just the one. I could probably fit a whole one in my mouth, I think. No, you could. Well, in segments. No, a whole one. Yes, I could. I bet I bloody could. I'm not going to carry on that bet because I'll actually get one out of the cupboard yeah, and try and it, it. Yeah. and then have to eat it all. I mm. think we should move on from chocolate because I can see your face just sort of... And I think all of our listeners have, have gone into chocolate sort of reverie probably by now, if you're a chocolate fan. Tell us, are you a chocolate fan? Let us know in the comments. Leave a comment. You can do that, you know. It's clever. So... TV we were going to move on to, but we started getting sidetracked by chocolate. Well, you did, yeah. I'm always sidetracked by chocolate. It's very easy. So what so have we been watching? Let's not say that word again. What have we been watching, Richard? Well, we started watching the new series of Mars, which is on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Now, if you've not seen it, we might have mentioned it before, I can't remember. But if you're into sort of sci-fi and space things, it's actually a really good series. It combines sort of drama with documentary. And it's about how we would live on Mars, how we'd colonise Mars and, and how that would be. But it got a bit political, didn't it? Well, the first series uh, was really good. We really enjoyed it. That came out a couple of years ago. And as Richard said, it's a mix of scientists and other people talking about how we would get to Mars and how we would colonise Mars. And then you get into the drama bit, the, the sort of science fiction bit of a colony on Mars. And the split between the sort of drama and the um, the actual factual science bits was maybe about 85% drama and 15% factual. This series, it's really gone much more heavily towards the climate crisis side of things and the science side of things. And there's big chunks with Greenpeace, big chunks with um, other people who are are saying that the climate crisis doesn't exist. And even though it's all really good, we were finding it a bit heavy, weren't we? Yeah. When you, you When we were getting to the end of day and sitting down to watch something and have something in depth and that we could really get into, what we were finding is that the balance between the drama size side of this and the um factual side was just off for us and it was just too depressing really so we've stopped watching that mm. um we most probably watched i think four or five episodes of this new series but we've stopped at the moment because it was just too dark for us i'm quite sure we'll come back to it at some point but yeah. if you you know give it a go if you like that sort of thing but yeah, it was. There were too many clips of Greenpeace, you know, attacking an oil. Well, not attacking, but protesting at an oil rig in the middle of the sea and blah blah blah. No, I mean we understand the message that they were trying to put across that you know, a colony on Mars would have its issues, you know, for various reasons. But yeah, it was a bit too much. We've moved on from that though. We're watching. The fabulous, fabulous The Expanse, which is on Amazon, which has been resurrected through popular demand. Mm. If you've not seen The Expanse, it's a fantastic um, sci-fi show um, set in 
space, including Mars, set in the solar system in the future when we can sort of travel around and people have colonized the um, asteroid belt area, Mars, and people are, you know, earning a living from mining and various different operations around the solar system. But it's really, really good. And um, the acting is really good. And the characters are really good. Um, we're not going to go into, you know, who plays what, but we've got a few favourites. Mm. But we're how many episodes in now, Paul? I think we're six episodes in now. Yeah, and it's, it, it, honestly, go back to the beginning and watch from the start. You're going to really enjoy it if you're into sci-fi. It is political. It does have a political stance because you're talking about different factions, different parties, you know, different beliefs in different systems, how they should work, how they shouldn't work. But it's it's fascinating and it's it's the strong characters that make it. And I certainly hope that Amazon commissions another season of it because it was on sci-fi. It was um, commissioned by sci-fi originally and they did three series then after three series, they dropped it. But I think it had already been um, sold. Those three series had been sold to Amazon to screen. And because there was such a overwhelming amount of support for it to continue, Amazon picked it up. I think, it, I think Jeff Bezos announced it mm. at a conference or something, didn't he? That- I think he campaigned for it. Yeah, and I, I think there were lots of lots of really um, there were people in the industry who are pretty good and pretty powerful who were saying to him, "Do pick it up," and um, and he did, and Amazon has done, mm. and it's a brilliant series. Do watch it if you're into sci-fi. It's the kind of series you can binge on uh, quite easily. We watched two last night. We did start a third, but I was feeling tired and falling asleep. So we shall continue, I'm quite sure, this evening with it. But you are falling asleep through tiredness rather than falling asleep through boredom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, well, the thing is, you know, I get to a certain point in the evening, if I'm, if I'm feeling tired and it's been a busy day at work or a busy day doing stuff here, um, I, do, I do tend to fall asleep on the sofa around half nine. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. yeah, so The Expanse, go for it if you like sci-fi and enjoy it because it's really great. What else have we been watching, Paul? Well, we've been watching the trailer for Cats. Oh, the reviews are in today. Mm. Mm. Well, you've seen one that's very good. I saw one that was really good, and I've seen several that are saying it's um, not so good. There was a a great one in The Guardian. Um, Peter Bradshaw wrote his review in The Guardian, and it's all in prose. Which, for for those of you who may not know, um, Cats was based on the prose of T.S. Eliot and has obviously been extremely successful and I'm sure is still playing in places around the world. It played in London on the stage at the New London Theatre for a number of decades and has now been made into a film. But it's been made into a film using a huge amount of CGI. So it's using real actors, but then the fur of the cats has been added as part of CGI in the editing process. And it just looks a bit flat. Well, I mean, you know, I don't don't really care how it looks. What I'm caring about is the fact that it doesn't appear to have been done very well in terms of the way it's put together. I mean, the thing is, I don't know. I mean, the Lion King, the recent Lion King live action thing, film, CGI, whatever, that wasn't received very well either. Is there a new one? Yeah, it's a live action, you know, oh. CGI one. Right. I don't, A, I don't see the point. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't like The Lion King anyway. I'm not in really into cartoons with animals particularly. But, I mean, if you're going to do Cats as a CGI, why not just do it as a cartoon? An animation. An animation. And have 
famous actors doing the voices. Yeah. You know, yeah. but this sort of thing of putting the faces on, on sort of cat bodies and things. I don't on, know. on human bodies. Yeah, cat yeah, faces yeah. on human being bodies. Being cats, yeah. I mean, uh, the wonderful mm. thing, I, I was never a great fan of cats. No, it's, am I. it's got some good songs in it, but I was never a great fan. And when I was working at the Theatre Goes Club of Great Britain, which was many years ago, it doesn't exist anymore, um, we often used to have people coming into the West End from the home counties by, by coach. And Cats was one of those that would regularly get offered. And just like Phantom of the Opera, I never really got excited by it. Les Mis was different. But Cats... But the the one thing about it is you did believe that these cats were cats the actors in their in their costumes were cats really yeah i i think I you didn't. did well you didn't no, no i just but thought, I get did. off my lap i did and um i just don't understand why they didn't come up with really amazing costumes for the actors to wear so that they they were just fab i mean i i just don't understand why do all of the acting and then put the cgi in afterwards because cgi is the big thing isn't it at the moment it's like you know deemed to be so good now that they're using it for everything i mean you know very soon it's like george lucas wanted to do a film with no actors at all didn't he that's his aim or was his aim at one point um you know if you can do that i mean avatar I mean, yeah. I wasn't particularly impressed with it, really. I thought the I thought the CGI in it was great, but I didn't think it was great as a film. No, it was far too long. It was boring. Yeah, I think the problem is that the emphasis is being taken away from telling a story to mm. to the simple act of wowing audiences with visuals. Mm. And actually, at the end of the day, humans, I think like a good story yeah yeah and you know it doesn't you don't need to be taken on a visual journey all the time you know a story is good enough um it's like the old black and white films you know they didn't have any of the effects that we have now they could barely put an effect together i mean it always looked a bit corny didn't it Mm, mm. but the stories were rich and layered and full of surprises and full of, you know, twists and turns. Um, and it was a good yarn, you know. I mean, we've watched a few black and whites recently that we've recorded and some have been good, some not so good. Mm. You know, we watched Holiday Inn the other day, didn't we? We did, which I've uh, never seen before. Well, I have, and it was never my favourite, I have to say. It was quite odd the fact that this woman is so quick to run away with different people and then they keep on running back and well, they open this thing in the middle of nowhere and yeah, yeah but it it's an interest i mean they try to be clever with that because the the main story reflects the stories that are being told on stage and then they further reflect that with the set of yeah. the holiday inn don't they i thought that was clever well, they're trying to be clever the whole way through with that reflection of itself mm, thing going mm. on. Um, but it, for me, it, it's never worked. I never really liked Bing Crosby, to be honest, or Fred Astaire. Is it well, Fred Astaire? Were, yeah. yeah, Fred Astaire. Yeah. Um, I, I'd never really, you know, I thought they always looked old. Well, I think very many people then did look old. Yeah, they always looked like old people to me, even when they were young. I mean, they were must have been in their 20s when they made that. But they still look like old people. But when you look at the Golden Girls, I mean, the Golden Girls, they were, they look pretty old, but they were only supposed to be in their 50s or something. I know. I mean, people look at us. I mean, somebody offered me a seat the other day on a bus. Oh, yeah. Somebody offered me a seat. And I thought, oh, do I look that old? And I was quite pleased. I was happy to sit down. But, you know, it's like, God, people think we're old now. I was offered a seat um, going into town a couple of weeks ago. I had to go into the centre of London for a meeting and I was offered a seat. And I think they thought I was a woman and I think they thought I was pregnant. But you know what? I happily accepted the seat. 
I don't think they thought either of that, Paul. Well, they yeah. just thought you looked old. That's it. Oh, really? They looked at your face and thought, oh, look at that old man. Yeah, oh. they did. They did. That's quite nice, really. No, I mean, it is sweet, but we're not that old. That's the whole thing, isn't it? I mean, 50 is the new 40. Well, they say that most people are going to have to retire at 75. In not me. Sort of 15 or 20 years no, time. No, 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 no. I'm not getting in that trap no, of working till no. you drop dead. No way, man. I we're moving away it. from that now, we? Are. We? we are. Yeah. We're semi-retired now. Well, I am anyway. Mm. We're not we're actually not because we work all the time. If we're not at work in our sort of main jobs, we're doing stuff for you guys on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, actually, we're probably working harder than we've ever worked before. The difference is we can take a break when we want to. Mm, mm. That's the difference. You have control over the time you work, the amount you work, and when you actually work. But, of course, not all people are fortunate enough to be able to do that. Well, I, I, for, yeah, okay. Fortunate is a is a strange word, actually, because it's about the choice we've made. You know, at the end of the day, we have to cover our bills and our mortgage. Yeah. And we don't have any extra money for any luxuries. But, I mean, who needs luxuries these days? But to some people, turning the heating's on a luxury. Absolutely. Having food is a luxury. But we pay for that. We have enough to pay our bills. Mm. So we work for that. Mm. And we Mm. continue to work in the rest of the week and not actually get paid for it. Yeah, or well, not significantly. No, no, we don't. Not significantly, significantly at all. But, but that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's what we've chosen to do. Exactly. We have the ability to have that choice. And that's what I mean. We're fortunate yeah. to be in that position. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are many people who who aren't and who can't. I think if you're just working to have available income Mm. to spend on stuff you don't need there isn't really any point no I mean it's different if you've got dependents you've got kids you've got people you need to look after that's that's a bit different we haven't got that apart from your mom but we don't have to pay for your mom no she's not she's not a she's financially dependent on on herself Yeah, yeah she's independent so you know it's a difficult thing. You know, we certainly don't live in squalor, but we have worked to get to this point. Yeah, and made the decisions that we have made and as the, well. And the decisions that we have made to free up a little space in our lives, to do the things we want to do, have been based around the experiences we've had recently. You know, mm. losing people, friends who are in their 50s, mm. um, you know, makes you think, well, you know, hell, I'm not going to work till I'm... 70 and then drop dead or Mm. worse still keep on working like a bitch and then drop dead on the job yeah yeah no i need some time to do the things i want to do and some people may think that's selfish but i don't i think it's Mm. self-preservation and actually you know you get to a certain point in your life you blink and the past 30 years have gone by yeah Yeah. you know so it's time to grab it i was um I did actually do a blog about making fortunate make making decisions that are actually fortunate decisions rather than um rather than choices that one has to make a couple of weeks ago but it it really hit home when I was talking to mum the other day and she was going through the the houses that she'd lived in and we then started talking about the gardens of each house and again I did a blog on that because I think the gardens have have been something that really delivered a great deal of joy for mum and dad throughout their life um, and still delivers joy for for mum now again going back to the importance of seeing green spaces being in green spaces and and gardening Um, there's a a lot of um, joy that can be had in that as we get older as well Mm, I don't know I mean yeah I think looking at a green space for me is more important than actually engaging with it well, that, yeah. That's the thing. And because I, you know, I've said before, I actually don't enjoy gardening at all. I would quite happily, if I had spare cash, pay somebody to come and do it for me. Mm. No hassle at all. But I do enjoy looking out on a green space and I do enjoy it being neat. And I sometimes do enjoy 
when I've done something and I sit back and look at it, that's the satisfaction. But I certainly don't enjoy the process at all. I re- And it's not about getting your hands dirty and things like that. For me, it's about after half an hour, my back's starting to ache. But you I, have different things, don't you? You enjoy doing your music and photography. And other, photography. Yeah. So that's what you really I, enjoy. I enjoy being stood upright. Mm. I hate bending and stretching for things. I really despise that because it really does me in after about half an hour. If everything, if everything was sort of my height, pruning things, I don't mind that. Getting on ladders doing things... Don't mind that. But it's the bending constantly. I really like that machine that that guy had on that video that we shared where he was lay across the beds. Oh, yeah. And on yeah. wheels, going along, pulling the weeds out. I thought that was really brilliant. I'd love something like that. That well, would we really help me. we could try and build me. one for you down at the allotment. Some kind of, you know, crane attachment where I can just swing across everything. Like like you're flying across <laughs> everything. Like a sort of Peter Pan type arrangement. That would yeah. be good for me. That would work for me. I'd yeah. like that. Mm. Let's build it. Let's do it. Let's copyright it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think so. How are we doing for time? I think we're doing really well. Mm, we're absolutely fine. Oh, good. So, Talking about getting older, mm-hmm. one thing that we're also finding really frustrating at the moment is the lack of grips on things. Oh, my God. That bloody coffee. So we bought a new coffee. I mean, I don't mean a new coffee. We bought a, a coffee from Morrison's and the jar lid has absolutely no grip on it at all. It's got absolutely nothing. It is smooth as a baby's ass, literally. And your hand slips around it as you're trying to open it. No grip whatsoever. I mean, really, Morrison's... Well, and it's not just Morrison's, is it? I mean, well, we, we find, or I find, with deodorants... Well, we've said this before yeah. about sure deodorant. I mean, they, the whole thing... It's just mad. Yeah. It is ridiculous. And I think there's such a lack of... Um, Thought. Yeah, going into products for older people who maybe struggle with their hands and grips. I mean, just a few dimples on the lid would give you greater grip to be able to open things. Well, just a bit of grip. Yeah. Just a bit of traction, anything, or a different product, you know, made out of a different, um, what am I saying? Material. Different material, yeah. God, you know, thinking of words as you get older as well. Mm, mm. I don't know about you, but I sometimes, increasingly so, look at something written down or on social media and I see it completely differently. Yes, totally. I think it said something else and I have to look back and think, no, it didn't say that. Oh, I read that as this. I was you looking know. at a post that Mark Sindon did the other day um, on uh, Facebook and it said something about um, when you're on the tube and you get into a video loop and you find that you've been watching YouTube for two hours and you're at a stop that you didn't expect to be at. And I thought, that's really odd, talking about being on the tube. And then I read it again, and it clearly said YouTube right at the beginning. It didn't say tube at all. I thought he was talking about being on the underground and watching YouTube on the train. So your brain actually filled in the rest of it and made the story up. Absolutely. Fake yeah. news, fake news. Yeah, That's was. how that happens, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's not only that. I don't know about you, but as I get older... um. I will more and more walk into a room and just totally forget what I've walked in there for. Oh, yeah. And apparently the best thing to do is go across the threshold again and you'll remember why you went in the room. And the other thing I'm doing at the moment is putting something down. I think I'll put that there, like a pen or a lid or whatever, and then go back and it's not there. Because you put it somewhere else. Well... I just can't see it. Oh, you couldn't see your pen earlier. It's could just you? not there. And you think, where is it? And you're looking and looking and can't see. You know, you think, am I looking too hard? You know, I'm looking so hard, I can't see the object. And then it's sort of slipped underneath a piece of paper or, you know, I don't know. But sometimes I swear to God, 
I put something down and it's moved mm. into another room. Mm. By itself? Yeah. Yeah. I must remember that because that's a way of me doing things, isn't it? And then you think you've, you've done things. What, you mean deliberately? No, no, I wouldn't possibly think about that, no. Don't be no. a... Oh, I was going to say a really bad swear word then. But, but I sit at my to. desk sometimes and I'm doing work and a client will call me and I've usually got a headphone on um, or an earpiece on so that I can answer the phone. And I need to now make a note of what I was doing before I take that call. Because by the time I've finished that call, which has most probably involved me doing something on the computer and opening up a couple of other windows so that I could speak to that client about what they wanted to speak about, I've forgotten what I was actually doing. So I do now have a pad upstairs or some scrap paper actually in a pad next door to me, next door to my hand, and I just have to write down notes. I can remember the first time and it was a couple of years ago, that a thought escaped me. Really? Yeah. It was a couple of years ago, and I was doing something, and I thought to myself, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And then suddenly, whatever it was I was thinking about, literally faded away. And you actually remember that moment? Yeah, I can remember it. And the the memory, it seemed to suddenly dive into my, the deepest of recesses of my brain. And I could kind of see it going into the distance, if you like. And it was like, no, 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 I, I, I was going to do that. What is it? What was that? I can't remember. And I could literally see this sort of like nugget of information or memory disappearing into the back of my head. And it was like, ah, no, 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 no. And I just couldn't remember what it was I was going to do. And I thought, shit, I must have reached that point in my life where I'm starting to forget things. And I'm not, look, I'm not talking about dementia here. I have not got dementia. It's just that everyday sort of little things where you just simply forget things. And I think most people I know have exactly the same thing. If they didn't and weren't saying, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, then yes, I would go and have an assessment. Mm. Um, But I think it's just part of getting older. And you do have to remind yourself. And it's like people who make lists. Oh, I've got to make a list or else I'll forget. It's, you kind of get to that stage, I think. I do. I do make far more lists than I used to. But I, I can go to the corner shop to get two things and get the first thing yeah. and then be standing there thinking, what else do I need to get? I know there was something else I need to get. And then I have to go around the, the shop looking at the shelves and then, oh, yeah, there it is. That's what I wanted. But you know what? It doesn't happen at work. I literally, I never mm. write a to-do list at work ever. Mm. Yeah. I've always got, I've got everything I do at work is in my head, even down to planning next year's diary. I do actually write everything down anyway. But during my working day, I know exactly what I need to do at work in terms of tasks. And I'd never write them down. Do you think that's because you wrote the instruction manual the the bible for your job effectively a, no, a year or so ago no 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 i don't think it is i i'm talking about day-to-day tasks so i know that when i go in monday i need to remember to book that meeting in next week because i, I didn't chase it up i need to remember to contact the hobbane center to do x y and z because everything's in your email anyway yeah it's yeah. all there so i always have a look around to remind me of, of what I did last week and what I need to do. I never actually write anything down as a specific to-do list, and I know plenty of people do. But once I'm rolling in the week, I don't have to. I, I think that's interesting because, as you say, a lot is on email. But I also find that some of my the clients that I have, we go backwards and forwards with emails. Do you think we should take out an express ad? Do you think it should be a mirror? Maybe we should do a mail on Sunday. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. And there's so much conversation that goes into it. I need to 
do a finite email saying we are doing X, Y and Z or I need to make a note myself to make sure I book those those adverts because at the start of the email chain um, on any day it might be let's book an express ad but then by the end of the day we've decided that it's going to be a mirror instead or something. I, I think it's just generally about being in the zone. Mm. That's mm. what it's about. And I think when you're in your work environment, you're in the zone and you sort of click into it. When I'm at home, I don't tend to, I, I have to write stuff down. You know, I have to write down stuff that we're going to do on the podcast or we're going to do on Sunday chat, whatever. Sunday. I have don't start (laughs) and um i have to write those things down or else i will forget them um not that we work from a script you understand we 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 have bullet points that we're going to work to um but yeah i think it's when you're in the zone i think it just happens it's like doing this you know it's not as though this is a series of pieces edited together to make it sound like we're having a conversation no it's not it's an actual conversation. Yeah, there might yeah. be one break in it somewhere where we've, you know, had a break to go to the loo, but you won't notice that. But there's probably only one. Like in Sunday chat, there's only usually one edit. Yes. Yeah. Be- we just now. do it because, yeah, because now we're used to doing it. So once you get in the swing of doing something, you're in the zone. Mm. You don't need those cues. I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about the brain and how it works. Now, as you were speaking then, I thought, right, I'm going to say this. And now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, good. That can only be a benefit <laughs> oh, to no, everybody. Oh, no, I've remembered. Oh, it's, shit. It's, um, we, I will offer, Richard will say to me, sort of at lunchtime, um, oh, what are we having this evening? And I'll say, oh, we're having butter bean inside a casserole or something. And then later on, he'll sort of say to me, he'll go to work and come back or hours later go um have you thought about what we're having for this evening i go yeah we're having what i said earlier and i think we both do that don't we We both forget things i just filter out information that actually isn't important at the time or or my voice you just filter out my voice because you've you've told me doesn't mean it's necessarily that important so it's just going to be forgotten no but if you ask me a question but when you say to me I told you earlier, and then I'll remember, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I don't know. I think you have filters. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, are we talking about anything else, or is that it? I think that's almost it, I think you've got the list anyway. I don't have the list. I have got the list. I've got the list, and I'm just having a little look, because we've wrote... We wrote down a few points... No, I think we've covered everything. The one thing that we wanted to say to everybody, and you're very aware that we don't really celebrate Christmas. However, we we said earlier, thank you very much for the cards and gifts and things that you've sent to us. Much appreciated. It's really lovely. Um, And we, you know, just wanted to say a very happy winter solstice to everybody this weekend. Um, And you know, have a very happy holiday period. However you choose to celebrate this time of year, enjoy it. Mm. And if it's going to be a lovely, quiet time, have a lovely, quiet time. And actually, if it's going to be really, really busy, make sure you take some time out for yourself as well, so that you can have some quiet time. Yeah, because, you know, it's not all about giving gifts and running around and going to loads of parties. I mean, I know several people who will be wiped out by Christmas Day Mm, mm. because they've gone out several times in the run-up to Christmas and their Christmas Day will be sat there with a hangover, not wanting to talk to anybody. (laughs) Really? I mean, what's the point in that? Mind you, in days gone by, we'd have a hangover by lunchtime. Well, we we did start our day with a bottle of champagne, didn't we? Two bottles. Yeah, and then we'd have another bottle. We didn't start with two. We started with one. I think we bloody well did. We swiftly moved on to a second. Um, You know, so we don't do that anymore. We do literally have just a normal day. Um, But, you know, have a great time and enjoy yourself and be safe. And Mm. if you are going to be drinking huge amounts of alcohol... 
drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, and make sure you've got a safe journey or lift home as well if you're not at home. So, you know, have a good time and enjoy whatever you do. Mm. And uh, we will... We'll be back see next week. We'll see. Well, we'll see you very soon. Will we be back next week? Yeah. yeah. Are we doing one next week? Yeah. Okay. And we'll see you on Sunday for um, Sunday chat. Which Sunday chat? Which will be Sunday solstice chat, it won't will it? Be. Yes. Yeah. On the solstice. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us here on SoundCloud and various other podcast platforms. Mm. And remember, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, Oh, that's a plane going over. Mm. You can follow us on Facebook, our Facebook group, Planet Vegetaria, on Instagram, Twitter, and our blog on richardandpool.com. And where YouTube. else? On YouTube. Oh, of course. Naturally, YouTube. <laughs> um, Richard and Paul. So have a great festive season and we'll... Um, well, Chat we'll to back. you in the yeah, week. We'll be, we'll be back next week. Mm. Getting tongue-tied. So thanks very much and we'll see you soon. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and following us on social media. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.